a podcast run by Gen Z for Gen Z. We aim to remove the filters that mask the real issues in our lives and hold honest conversations about mental health and other issues teens face. Follow our Instagram, GUGZ. Hope you enjoy our episode of Growing Up with Gen Z. Today, we're going to be talking about friendships, especially um, regarding like lack of friendship during the pandemic or how to make friends that are to get out of those when you're in that situation. I've always tried to find a lot of friends, but I find that the more that I look for friendships, like the harder it is for them to actually blossom and like prosper. Just because a fr- friendship should be really, really natural, I feel like. And in this generation, even in this pandemic, it's hard to establish these natural and these very personal bonds when we're talking over like text or if we're talking to strangers on the internet. It's kind of hard. We're kind of a distant generation in that sense. So I think in middle school, I used to be obsessed with like being very social and having a lot of friends. But um, I later came to realize, like, I think especially during the pandemic, when COVID started happening, I kind of like didn't care anymore about people that weren't serving me and the people who were just there just because. So I think I started to drop a lot of friendships and I think that's okay, And I'm okay with that. I feel very similar about it. I think like a lot of times, like certain circumstances deem us to socialize with others. And especially like in high school where it's a very social environment. And obviously there's nothing wrong with socializing, but it's so easy to be like manipulated by others, like um, making us think that like we're valuable to them. And then when like the truth kind of unfolds itself and we see their true colors, it kind of shocks us. And that's why I think toxic friendships happen and especially during the pandemic now um like the the thing about natural friendships like those that we don't really resonate with or we never began to resonate with in the first place those are the type of people that we don't really talk to anymore and I think um for me at least my friend group has definitely like shrinked so much for me I feel like since I was originally very like introverted and really like to be alone I didn't have that many friends I kind of drifted um, between a lot of people and in middle school it was kind of not like a popularity thing but I think I did feel better about myself if I knew more people and I think that was like some sort of validation in a way. Um, Right now I think I've I wouldn't say enough because that's kind of a weird way to describe it but I have people that make me feel like happy that I'm friends with and I'm glad to establish those relationships with them. I think COVID and the pandemic, if this is kind of bad to say, but I feel like it kind of a filter throughout my friends and kind of like sorted them out through people who would be there for you during the hard times or people who are willing to give the extra 100% and reach out back to you or people who just are also, and it could also be a matter of introvert and extrovert. Some people, it doesn't mean that they don't care for you. They just are more introverted and they don't feel like reaching out. But I feel like I definitely have seen during this pandemic who is really there for me like during the rough times and who is not because people who like give out the equal amount of energy I think that's like one thing about a toxic friendship that makes it a toxic friendship is where you someone who like takes more out of you than you can give and when you feel like you give way more than when you receive and there's a way more on that so we're gonna elaborate on that soon but yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things Kara said was um, being able to sort out the different people who you interact with. And I really, I, I like resonated with that on a personal level, just because for me, like when we still had in-person school, like in the past couple of years before COVID, every single year I would like be looking forward to my new classes because I would be able to meet new people and be able to make new friends. But I think what this pandemic has done, which I think is sort of a good thing, is that it's helped me to reflect and just kind of ponder on the relationships I already have and how to make them even more personal and even more deeper than they already are. And I think that it's kind of a weird shift because I'm used to making new friends. I'm an extrovert, so I just love making friends whenever I see new people. But I think it's kind of an interesting period. I don't know if you guys are kind of experiencing the same thing where you kind of learn to value the friends that you already have and you kind of make it a lot more personal and a lot more intimate. Yeah, and I think a problem with our generation is that even though we're constantly virtually connected, like with social media, um, we're sort of emotionally disconnected. And that's because um, on social media, we try to highlight and showcase like the best version of our lives, uh, the best version of ourselves. And um, we put filters on everything, which is also part of the reason why we started this podcast. And I feel like what, with what Ryan said, the pandemic has allowed us to build onto the, the relationships that we already have and just go deeper with them instead of branching out and creating more shallow, like fake friends. Um, <laughs> sometimes they could be just fake friends. So um, I agree with that a lot. So for me, rather than having like fake friends or toxic friends, I've had more like experiences drifting away from school friends. What I consider school friends is when we were actually in person in school and in the hallways or during class, we would have very small conversations. But since it was all virtual during the pandemic, it's very hard to maintain those relationships where the only thing binding you two together is when you actually see them for maybe a few seconds of your day. So I think from then I could kind of differentiate the two, um, like who are my school friends, I guess casual friends, and who are people who I actually talk to about my life. And I think adding on to that, like the way we interact with people in the hallways, like those small talks, to me, those are like extremely exhausting. And I feel like this pandemic has become kind of a break for me so that I could just really sort out like, what I really want and not just have these like kind of small talk friendships and that just are just a kind of a waste of time. I mean, I think that like we can kind of like not change the topic, but like kind of talk about something that we're already kind of talking about, about the line that we draw between acquaintances and friends. Um, for you guys, I'm just going to like ask a question. Um, how do you determine it if someone is an acquaintance or friend? Is there something you kind of draw a line at or is there some kind of criteria you see in a friend versus an acquaintance? I think a friend, I kind of hold higher standards to them. So um I ask, I want them to be available, both like emotionally, maybe physically too, but just being able to uh, listen to me and like us having a connection. So um, if they know, if we know like stuff about each other and we are like able to build a bond over time while an acquaintance is like just someone, maybe you just start talking to them. Um, maybe you're like still trying to find more common things between uh, you and them, but I would say like an acquaintance could become a friend by constantly like spending time with them and getting to know each other more. So for me, I feel like acquaintances are obviously people I'm acquainted with. And instead of holding friends on a higher level, I feel like I would hold friends on a closer level. So it's kind of like there's a not a clear line, but for acquaintances, it feels more formal 
like I know them and I'm friendly with them, but I don't think most times that we would be friends. It could obviously transition well, but most times I just feel kind of formal and there's kind of a boundary that we can't really cross. Yeah, I really like what Kayla said about not holding them to a higher standard, but more closer because I'm an extrovert and I really am comfortable with being more vulnerable with people, but I feel like there is some sort of boundary or this like imaginary line that is crossed between acquaintances and friends. And I really get what you mean by like, there's just school friends, people who you share homework with and people who you pass by in the hallways and make small talk with. But then again, it's feel like you're not really gaining anything from those friendships. It's more just like acknowledging each other's existence in the hallways of school. But I feel like friends are someone who you can really trust with your vulnerability and they're able to give you back the same energy and that like aspect they're able to understand your struggles and you also meet them on like a more like like mental level I feel like and you just resonate with each other more and you're able to spend more time with each other and you're able to like you're willingly able to give up that time to want to talk to them more um and I think another point adding to that that like all of us are individuals who go through obviously some very rough times or some very good times and I think like during our worst times we like obviously I don't know if this is everyone but personally I start to like push people away whenever like things are just not going good for me and I try to isolate myself as much as possible and um I think the people who really uh stuck through with me are those who like are friends more than just acquaintances that's so true I think like that's exactly what how to describe it I feel like people who are not really your friends they kind of and this also leads into toxic relationships or like friendships, but they kind of diminish your own problems or friends are people who like they're comfortable with allowing to like they listen to your problems and they don't diminish it. Because I feel like sometimes with toxic friendships, it's just a, a contest about like who's been through the most, especially when you start sharing your struggles, people who just bring up their own trying to make you seem smaller. That's like the sign of a toxic friendship, but especially people who I think I also tend to push people away, but I also want, I also, by doing that, I also want to see who's like there for me. And I think it's exactly what you said. People, especially during this pandemic, I feel like people who were really there for me and the people who like reached out and like asked if I was okay. I, I realized that they were my true friends. Yeah, to build off of, of what Karis was saying, um, I think that that's one of the biggest signs of a toxic friendship. It might not be the most like overt, but definitely when you're talking to someone or like you're venting to someone, I found that the friends who are like the ones that I left behind, they all had like this one thing in common where they would either A, like make light of the stuff I'm going through, like they might crack a joke when a joke really isn't appropriate or they might like even try to make the whole conversation about themselves like if i said i was going through one thing they would try to draw a comparison to something that happened in their own life but it wouldn't make any sense and it was clear that they were just trying to deflect almost and they were trying to put it all on themselves and trying to flip the conversation but i think that karis touched upon that and i just thought that that was a clear sign of a toxic friendship so i just wanted to bring that up yeah, I think adding on to Ryan, like the whole one-upping each other, um, often, especially in school friends, I feel like because academics um, and because of extracurriculars and like going getting to college, now more than ever before, the pressure to like be better than each other is higher than ever. And that's often why like a lot of people have a hard time finding friends at school, I feel like because or developing really meaningful friendships with them and oftentimes people like after high school um they just don't talk to 
their high school friends anymore but that's often that's obvious for like a lot of different reasons but sometimes I feel like that that would be in my case like I don't think I would be in contact with many of my school friends just because the pressure and the competition that I feel like is fostered in a community is really high um, with college pressure so I also think that's another sign of a toxic friendship just like if you feel jealous and if you feel like you always have to prove yourself that you're better than the other person, that's really not going to benefit either of you. So on the topic of jealousy, I think in maybe when I was like 11 and I first went on Instagram, there were all these posts that were like, if your friend is jealous of you, then they're not a real friend. And I was, I mean, I like took these words to heart and there were times when I felt jealous of my friends if they... I don't know, got a higher test score than me, but I think it's not what you feel, but how, like what you do with those emotions. And for me, like, even if I felt jealous, I would be happy for them. And those feelings kind of coexisted and I would never really show my jealousy. And I would use that to guess, I guess, like work harder or as my motivation. I think even if you are jealous and you feel like you have those emotions in you um, towards your friends, you should never direct it in a negative way because it's not your like it's not their fault and it's not your fault for feeling that way. It's just that if you harm them because you have those emotions, then it becomes your responsibility. For toxic relationships, or not toxic relationships, toxic friendships, um, the first one that comes to mind is like middle school, seventh grade, eighth grade, somewhere around that period. I was in a really, really toxic friend group. It was like all guys and it was just yeah it was like all guys we were all really really rowdy and just really 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 immature and it, it was just really draining for me because a lot of the stuff that they said were just like flat out misogynistic and it was just a really really bad period in my life and i think that a lot of the signs that we were talking about were present in that group i think the main thing was <clears throat> like the gaslighting and also just kind of making everything about themselves i think we all had like ego problems everyone in that group and I think that that definitely took a toll because no one was willing to listen. Everyone was just talking and no one was really listening. Um, but for positive relationships, I feel like this is a lot more fun to talk about because it's more, I can be more introspective about it. Um, for positive friendships, what I look for in a friendship is just someone who I can talk to and who is willing to listen to my problems and also try to help me with them. I think that friendships have to be a two-way street or else it will get really draining for one person or the other person. And I think that right now I have like a couple close friendships, I would say. I would say that the underlying trait in them all is just an understanding and just a genuine care for the other person. I try to like show care and try to show understanding to everyone that I talk to, especially my close friends. And I think that I value loyalty and like being vulnerable a lot more than other people do. But yeah, that's kind of what I value in friendships, especially close friendships. Yeah, sometimes Ryan just like randomly writes out a paragraph of compliments for like each person in like a group chat. It's kind of funny, but I really appreciate that um, act. And also like um, adding on to what you're talking about with oh, what you look for in friends. I think I also value vulnerability a lot and I'm someone who easily gets vulnerable um, whenever I need to. And I feel like um, being, able, being able to empathize or them being able to empathize with me is something I really value in a friendship. And speaking of like toxic friendships, I think I've had a lot of experiences with it in the past. Um, and I, obviously I've grown a lot from it and... <laughs> But I think in middle school, um, I used to get into a lot, a lot of drama. 
for no reason too. I just uh, I always felt the need to defend like the people that I was like whoever side I, I was on. I was kind of like the not the lawyer, but I kind of think of myself as like a someone who just gets in the middle because I, I need to like figure something out and I need to resolve the conflict. So I used to get sent to the counselor's office like every year in middle school, like sometimes a few so, wait sometimes a few times a year because um, of all this drama and like. I need to resolve the conflicts and there was just really no reason for me to do so but I feel like it was really draining for me too and I just thought that they were they were like the only friends that I had that's why I needed to like save everything but um now I know that there's a lot more to it than just like drama than just than just like trying than just acting upon jealousy and yeah I'm glad I'm out of that phase now yeah, I think the hallmark of a toxic crunching could also be, like, people who just bring down others to bring themselves up. And I think I can think about, like, specific experiences in my life where I was, like, once called hard to love. And I think that phrase, out of everything, like, out of all the hurtful words that have been said to me, before, like, that stuck out to me the most because just being called to hard like hard to love itself it's just I don't know it's just something so hurtful because it's kind of like diminishing you as a person and saying like you as a person I cannot stand like you like it, it like I feel like it overpassed like all the drama even like during drama I try to like stay out of it and I usually just like I'm like the therapist in my group so I just like I like observe a lot and I listen to a lot of what people's like problems are from it but I really try not to get involved with it but I think yeah specifically that one time there's also like a lot of manipulation they always like try to make you apologize in the end oh yeah it was while that person was trying to apologize to me like because he or she had done like bad things but in the end they ended like the paragraph was saying but you were hard to love and then they kind of made me apologize for it so I feel like that's also like that kind of manipulation I feel like there's also I talked about this before in our last podcast but there's also this comparison ranking thing about like physical traits I feel like even when you're young though it's not something that should be in your mind to rank other people's further appearance and and either just like put down your friends as like last on their list that's just not something that should be running through like a fifth grader's mind especially in our society today I feel like society has kind of ingrained that kind of perspective on people and I feel like a lot of the time when you leave the hangout the more you feel drained or the more you feel started I feel like I usually leave like healthy friendships in a really good mood or like after we hang out I feel really good about myself because that's how it's supposed to be but if you just feel drained and if you just feel like you left with what you like left less with what you started and that's just not good I feel like gossiping is also a huge thing like that lack of trust can also lead to so many rumors and it's like the sake of twisting the truth for your own means to have like more people kind of like pity yourself or just like victimize yourself I feel like a lot of people are just like I don't know society today is just like very two-faced I don't really know who to go to and like what goes around comes around so so many versions of the truth get kind of get twisted in the end like no one's really right unless like everyone is saying one thing and one person is saying the complete opposite oh yeah there's also this like something that really stuck out to me there's like people will always notice a change in your attitude towards them but they'll never notice if it's their behavior that made you change it's like also people who don't realize that they're the problem and are not like self-aware about it I think honestly like even with the jealousy thing they're all just emotions you feel and if you harbor those emotions for more people than others then yeah like that's something that you should work on yourself and I think I feel like toxic people or toxic like 
the word has been stigmatized a lot and of course it should be but like I feel everyone's a person everyone's a human being and to call and label one person toxic and selfish I feel like that's just diminishing all their other good attributes because they can be perfectly good or happy to another group of friends I think it's just like when your personal connection has been kind of poisoned yeah, I really like how you phrased that uh, last part, especially. And actually, what you were talking about with the ranking really reminded me of there's a TikTok trend of like the Google form that you send out to a friend group. And so it's like ranking people based on like who's going to get married first, who's going to um, like this, do this first, who's like the um, bougiest, who is this, this. And like, I feel like that, I don't like the whole concept of it, especially because um, what if maybe like it, it's, obviously done with the good intentions but I don't really know if if anyone else has like thought of this trend as kind of weird or like invalidating to some people because also like if you see some of these videos and they go viral um some of the comment sections they're like okay this person needs to drop the friend group like um, this person is toxic in the friend group like just drop this person and I just don't think that's very healthy so uh speaking of the google forms my friend told me that someone in her friend group that I'm not a part of because we're in different friend groups, but in her friend group, someone sent that form, not to make it public, but I guess just for fun. One of the questions was, who's the most likely to steal someone else's boyfriend? And this person, who's not my friend in the friend group, this person voted herself, and she actually like went on to my friend's person she was dating. I just thought it was really disrespectful that she would play it off as a joke. And yeah, that was definitely a toxic friendship, which she got out of. But I think the whole thing is kind of sometimes a bit weird. I mean, if the questions themselves are casual things, like who's the most likely to burp when they're watching a movie? I guess that's fine. But other things I feel like could make people feel a little worse about themselves. I think about the Google Forms, like, I, my friend group has personally never done that, but I think if we were to do that, I think just because, um, I'm not so close, like, I have this friend group, and even though I'm closer to, like, some, a certain set of people, I'm not close to another, and I think it, it, it really diminishes those who are, like, I feel like I'm more introvert than extrovert, so I think that, I, like, my, I know for a fact that my name isn't going to appear a lot, and that doesn't, it's not like, oh, I want my name to appear so many times, it's just, like, I, I don't know, it just feels like those who have, like, those who are louder or those who are more extroverted would definitely be put on the, um, like on the Google's form much often. And I think like to quantify, like to quantify this relationship into a Google form, it's just, I, I don't feel comfortable. Maybe it's not wrong exactly, but I just really don't feel comfortable with it. Actually, that's very true. I think in our society, we value like extroverts more, like leaders, people who can voice their opinions well. Those types of people are put on like a pedestal or like they're more valued in our society. But um, that comes with like friendships too. Like people who maybe are introverts or don't are not very expressive. I feel like um, in that case, with the Google form or like even in games like the voting game I know that I've played a few times and I've noticed that it's mostly the people who are like very outgoing who are more recognized and who are more like quote-unquote valued and I don't know if you guys agree with that but that's just what I've observed yes the voting game <laughs> the Google forms the Google forms my friend group personally or one of my them they 
did do it, but it brought back like really bad memories in the past where my friends would, they would not use Google Forms because I don't think like, no, they did exist, but it wasn't just popular back then. And they would just say like, oh, who's most likely to get married or who's prettiest or things like that, like things I mentioned before. And I feel like because I wasn't loud in that friend group, I feel like I was always like put last or put on bottom and that did diminish a lot of it. And especially even when we did it now, even though I'm more, louder I guess now than I was before I'm able to voice my opinion more I feel like people who weren't put as much like Emanuela said like they can be more diminished and that doesn't mean that they're less of a person but it literally makes you feel less of a person if you're literally like below someone on a physical list and I think doing that itself is so wrong I feel like society that's literally ingrained as a society like to have people rank each other or like list people but like that literally diminishes one like person and all their experiences down to like a single letter on a list or single name on a list and I think the act of doing that is just like not human wait that just reminded me of an instance in like fifth grade um me with like a few other people someone had the idea to like list how many friends you had and on like a google doc and like just count how many friends you had and like see who was more like quote-unquote popular i just think that whole concept is messed up how we always try to like um prove ourselves better than someone else I feel like friendships, if they're not healthy, that could foster that kind of a toxic relationship and it diminishes your sense of self-worth a lot. Yeah, so I also remember in fifth grade, so I'm not sure about other people, but in elementary school, I only had like maybe one best friend, maybe two if I was popular. But um, so in fourth grade, I was hospitalized because I had this bone infection. And when I went back to school, um, I was talking with my best friend. She was saying how she made, like, a new group of friends. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, like introduce me to them, whatever. And, like, then she would never hang out with me anymore. So I was like, can we hang out? And she said she wanted to hang out with this other group of friends because they were more, quote, unquote, popular. And she was like, well, I can just split my schedule so I can spend time with you on Mondays and spend time with them on other days. And I felt very, like... I would almost laugh because it felt so weird and absurd that she would have to like split her week up and give me one day out of the five school days and it felt it felt very sad but I'm not friends with her anymore thankfully and I think it like taught me a lot I guess in terms of the time you spend with other people and like what what um what you give to other people in your friendships yeah I think it's also a matter of like appearances can be very deceiving in our society I feel like even though one person may seem to be like popular quote-unquote popular I don't I hate the word popular I don't even know like what it entails in my school I feel like in high school that kind of disappeared I feel like and no one really I don't really think about it. It's not in the back of my mind anymore, but I feel like in elementary school, especially, I feel like it was on the back of everyone's mind, like who had the most friends. But I feel like even if you did have like a lot of friends, I feel like I was able to cultivate a lot of friendships that were grown off of like really broken ones. And I think even now I feel like I have a problem where like, even though it seems like I have like a lot of friend groups, I think in your inner friend group and everyone has like someone to go to back in the end, they always have like, the pair of best friends and I feel like you're always left alone I often feel like alone in a crowded room I say this a lot but even in church especially like I hopped around churches and 
in the beginning, like, I never felt like I belonged, and it was a long time till I felt, like, pretty accepted by the church group. I feel like that's what also, like, turns people off about churches, like, the community itself is sometimes very, like, clicky, and, like, that's not what church is about, but that's, like, what it seemed to be, and I feel like loneliness and lack of friendship, that's, like, a really big thing and a really big topic that we can go into next if anyone wants to expand upon that. Actually, what Kara said was interesting because I feel like like traditionally high schools would be high school would be the time to like um, make, try to gain popularity and like all these popularity contests. But I think our school does a good job of like not fostering that kind of competition. Either that or like we just don't care anymore. Uh, it's probably the latter. <laughs> but um, I wanted to add on to you with I think I always struggled with finding meaningful friendships especially in like middle school I always felt like I was alone um and like I remember vividly just scribbling in my journal because and like crying because I just didn't have anyone to go to and it actually created a lot of problems um I talk about this in like my book a little bit but in like eighth grade when my friends I'm like quoting putting air quotes but people that I thought I trusted, um, they were starting to spread rumors behind my back and I didn't really know why. And even though I asked them, um, I didn't really receive a satisfactory answer. And I'm, I think now, now that I think about it, maybe it's jealousy. I'm still not really sure. And I still um, haven't talked about it with them, but because we're not really friends anymore. But like these people that I uh, trusted throughout middle school were turning against me and I was about to like move schools, move towns, and my parents also really felt bad for me. Um, so I think that was a pretty low point in my life. I think one of the lowest so far in my 16 years of life, but um, yeah, friendships really did bring a lot of like emotional turmoil to my life or toxic friendships more specifically. I don't know if we really got, like, if we pass, like, this point of discussion, but I think that something that I think might be helpful to people who listen to this is just, um, it's something that I've learned to live by. It's that you can gauge how much a friendship is worth based on your point of discussion and also just the stuff you talk about, just the, just the meat of what you're talking about during your conversations. For example, I'm going to use the example that I used before with the 7th and 8th grade friend group. Um, I hated lunch in middle school just because every single day we would be either building up, like building up ourselves, like we would be like ego boosters for each other, or we would just be like incredibly disrespectful to other people. We would just say like, we're more popular or they're more popular. Like we would just constantly just be basing our entire worth on societal expectations and just how we stand in the society of school and I think that if you're talking about really superficial stuff like that it's not worth your time I think that obviously good friends are able to talk about like really stupid stuff and have fun doing it but I think the most valuable friendships are the ones where you really talk about stuff that really is personal and is really just important to yourself and it's stuff that actually has meaning behind it so I think that that might be helpful to people who listen to this just being able to discern which friends are worth kind of ditching and which ones are kind of worth building and blossoming 
I had like a very similar experience in like seventh and eighth grade. I think maybe, maybe it's seventh grade petty drama, but I, I was in like a really big friend group and maybe I'm personally, I feel like I'm more sensitive than a lot of people. And maybe I'm just like less mature in some sense. Like I would actually complain about it. I would like talk about it, but then I, in this big friend group, I've always like felt alone because, um, the people who were there kind of always shut me down. They were, they, they I, this was really petty, but they were like, uh, they kept on like, almost in some sense, prior prioritizing their status over like real friendships. And they're like, oh, let's not be like drama filled. Let's be drama free and stuff like that. But in, rea in the reality, like it's, they just don't really want to have like the hassle of having to endure to like having go through your problems or battles. And I think that really sucked for me, but it's really weird too, because from this like really big friend group, some of them were people who would shut me down. And obviously whenever I talked about my problems, they would be like, Oh, I'm not trying to take sides but you're wrong and just try to like diminish anything I feel but it's so weird now because this friend group has shrinked into like probably like five people and those are the people who actually like are willing to listen to me and those people who actually felt the same way with me so I think in terms of friend groups there's always like a set of people in them that you can truly resonate with and I think to continue to I mean I'm not saying to continue to reduce it but I think to reduce it to the point where everyone just actually means a lot to you and would actually care for you and be there for you that's like when you really um, know that friendship's right for you I think in terms of my worst friendships our conversations um, normally direct towards other people so they'll gossip about other people's lives and other people's businesses and at the end of the day, you'll be like, well, what do I know about, like, this person? Like, are they actually my friend? Because they told me so much about this other person, but, like, I want to know about them, you know? And I think even though there's a fine line between talking bad about someone behind their back and being honest about a bad person, if it's the first and your friend or someone you consider to be your friend is talking bad behind their other friend's back, then it's quite likely that they're doing the same to you. For me. I judge how my friends would talk about me behind my back on how they talk about their other friends behind their backs. I forgot who told me that, but that's something I keep in mind. Kayla, that's so true. I was literally going to bring that up. I was going to mention how, like, if they can talk, like, bad about other people to you, then they can probably, like, easily do the same thing if you just, like, cross their bad side or if you do something wrong. And I think that's especially a trait like the quality and the content exactly what ryan said of what you guys are talking about i feel like it's so different the conversations between my friend groups are so different i feel like there's a really distinct difference between like what is almost can be diminishing and what is toxic and what is like healthy i feel like a lot of the healthier conversations are usually not they're definitely not about other people and we're usually just like talking about each other and we're also just like sharing our experiences and just like being vulnerable with each other and also like having a good time while we're doing it and I think going back to what Kayla said about like quality time this is kind of a funny experience looking back on it but going back on how like people good friendships are people who like are willing to give you that extra amount of time I feel like okay so it was <laughs> this like time this happened like really recently but I was trying to make friends with this like with this group of friends and they were they said they were like busy and 
I was just like, okay. So I just, I kind of just like took a walk in town. Like I didn't like see anything or anything, but I was just, sometimes I just like, like to take walks on my own because self-care and alone time is very important. But I was walking in town and I just stumble across like all of them just hanging out. And I was like, at that point, it's funny looking back at it, but at that time it was just like, what am I doing wrong? And why does that like keep on happening to me? But I feel like it's also a matter of, you get, I know, it's like, if they don't want to give you that extra time, or if you, they don't want to, like, give back that energy to you, then why was I wasting my time with that, like, those group of people who just didn't make me feel like, like the best version of myself anyways, so I think it's really hard for me to leave those friendships, I, like, all the toxic friendships I mentioned before, I'm still, like, in them, but they've grown to be better, and because I've, like, openly communicated with them, and I've openly expressed about like how I felt when they did this. And I think like by being open with them and just like straightforward with them, I think that was able to make something toxic and turn it into something more healthy and like cultivate it into a better friendship. Oh, I had like kind of the same experience. It's so weird because I had when this big group of friends, I had problems with this girl this one time. And then um like on social media, I was going scrolling through my social media and I see all of them like just hanging out together and note that we were like a group and I'm not going to say the name, but we had like a number on it, like this number of people. And then you like, it was this number of people minus me and this girl I was fighting with. And it was just really, it felt so uncomfortable. Like I, I, like I, I know, I, I know I had problems with her, but I didn't expect them to just like, um leave me behind in that sense and that was like I think that was really shocking to me and very toxic yeah so if you guys have more like advice on or tips that we could show the viewers on like how we could leave toxic friendships um for me it, it was just like focusing on myself and not chasing after friendships and just like build the mindset of like it is what it is if um they leave if they treat me wrong then I'm gonna then, it, then that's what that's like their problem that they need to work on but I need to work on myself because I don't want to be attracting like jealous people I don't want to be attracting people who are overly competitive and people who want to like diminish my problems I want to attract people who are supportive and attract people who are who want the best for me this is just what I have to say and also like if you guys have any advice on how to build meaningful friendships from now especially when we have COVID going on and it's hard to meet people face-to-face. -face. What are some ways that we can um, develop meaningful friendships even during this time? I mean, I would say that the first thing that it requires is kind of a leap of faith in terms of like who you're willing to become vulnerable with. I think that a big thing, at least for me, is that the most like touching and meaningful friendship, I feel like I said this like three times, but it's the friendships where I feel like I can be vulnerable and where the other person feels comfortable being vulnerable. I think that those are the friendships that you need to kind of foster and kind of develop at a young age. Because when you're older, if you kind of have like a million different friends, but you don't know anything about them and they don't know anything about you, I don't really think that, they, that that's what you can consider a friendship. But during this time, I, I think like Discord has honestly been a blessing just because I've met so many interesting people on Discord. And even though I have never seen them face to face or even like her, her, like a lot of them, I haven't even heard their voices. I think that there's some kind of connection you can build through like 
through the internet and through like texting. All, obviously, it's not the same as like people you've seen in person, but it's still a really, really valuable asset. And then for in person, I think I tried something new that I never done, which is having like one on one talks with individual people. And I think that what it did was it helped me to just have a more genuine connection with a lot of them. And I think obviously, in order to have a one on one, you had to have some sort of rapport and you had to have some sort of foundation with that person. But it doesn't require that much to just ask someone if they want to talk. Obviously, you have to like be safe and you shouldn't invite like 10 different people. But I find that one on ones have really worked for me in getting to know different people and also just being able to foster bonds. And it's a great, and it's a, the thing about texting. I feel like I'm going to be like ranting a little bit here, but the thing about texting is that there could be a lot of miscommunication because you're not hearing someone's voice. You're not hearing the nuances and how they're speaking. And I think that in person, it's so much better because there's no chance of miscommunication. It just feels a lot more genuine. Even if you can't talk in person, I find myself doing a lot of like video calls with people and especially like trying to keep in touch with the people that, um, maybe you've like lost contact with over the pandemic i know that i ran into a few issues with friends um like during the pandemic because of lack of communication and like some other minor problems that could have easily been resolved with like a simple voice call or something like that and i think it's you should try to resolve conflicts between friendships as soon as possible i know that um karis and i like i think we had major problems or we had a fallout in like a few for a few years but then we like resolved it through um facetime one night and i think it helped resolve a lot of or clear up a lot of confusion and a lot of like misunderstandings that we've had and i'm really grateful for the opportunity but i feel like everyone should take some time to like think about um the people maybe you haven't reached out to or people who you want to clear things up with and just really like communicate with them. I think communication is really important now more than ever before. So for me, I prefer voice messaging. So I would just record what I'm saying and just send it. So especially when it's about something more serious, if it's a joke, then I can be sarcastic over text. But if it's something serious, I would prefer to just use my voice. And um, additionally, I feel like even if I trust my friends, sometimes I can't trust them to not take a screenshot and maybe share it with someone else just because I do have some trust issues when I get paranoid especially if those good friends send me screenshots of other people's conversations that they have without their knowledge and I get a bit scared so I feel like voice messaging for me is the most efficient way to communicate properly and be able to be vulnerable without having these thoughts in my head yeah, text messages can be easily taken out of context and, like, twisted around. But I think with the thing with Gia and I, I feel like I harbor, as a person, I harbor, like, a lot of grudges. Like, not being forgiving is a double-edged sword because it ends up hurting you more than it hurts the other person. I feel like New Year, I just kind of wanted to, like, let go of all those and just try to, like, even if you had a really deep-rooted, like, grudge against someone or if you had, like, beef with someone, I think always hearing their side or always just willing to be honest and open and just having like a genuine conversation like after everything that happened I think that really helps clear up this the perspective and I think also giving people benefit of the doubt is really important because although it can be bad sometimes I think I tend to see 
like all the negative traits in people where I'm always thinking like the world is out to get me and that's obviously false because everyone really ca- cares about themselves everyone's inherently selfish I know that sounds really bad but honestly no one's really going to care about like what you wear or what you do on this day and I feel like having that mindset where you know you just like have to trust people that people always have the best intentions because you can never see like what they think and you can never really I feel like people express things through their actions but they have a different intention behind like inside their minds so sometimes you kind of have to like assume that they have the best intentions and of course that can be like harmful but I think that when gaining that trust you have to both like that's both a trust that you accumulate over time oh I think talking about like talking like actually confronting people and resolving things out personally I'm really like scared of confrontations I don't really feel comfortable confronting anyone and so like I think a good way for me to really figure out who I still want to develop friendships with and who I don't want to is just to reflect on my like self like what do I really want within this friendship? Like my priorities, my ambitions, like my lifestyle and like who are the people who actually care about these as well. And if they're just really toxic, like I would just let go of it and just not, I mean, obviously a lot of friendships are worth trying again because I've had friends who I've fallen apart with as well and um, are now on good terms, but it's just sometimes there are a certain set of people that just have to let go no matter like how painful it may feel or how long you've relied on them or even if it's like a really big group of friends that you've relied on for a very long time and if you really know it's not going to work out I think there should be a point where you just have to leave. I think the thing about toxic people or the toxic friendships I feel like there's something about them that you keep on going back and that's like a really major key point and what it is you keep on going back no matter the times they've hurt you and I kept on thinking about that over quarantine because I know myself personally and a lot of my friends we keep on going back to the people that hurt us and I was like why do we do that why do we go back to people who hurt us and I think one of the things it does them down to could be loneliness I feel like loneliness is something that's always been like in my life I feel like since I'm an only child you would think that oh I hate my siblings like only child's got all the attention but I feel like that's so false like I wanted a sibling so bad and I still want a sibling like I always wanted a sibling to go through like the things I was going through and plus like with just divorced parents I was always alone or like playing instead like alone in my house but I feel like I think because we're lonely we keep on going back to the people who hurt us and I think we also like I said before, we accept the love we think we deserve. So if you keep on treating yourself poorly, then you're not going to have any respect for yourself. So you'll just like let others treat you the exact same. And I think once you start the self-care journey and you keep on like just trying to love yourself, then I feel like you'll attract more people who will love you. And I think life is so short, so you have to spend it with people who you love and make you feel loved. And I feel like a relationship, you both have to bring out equal amounts of effort into it. You have to be really deep and vulnerable with a lot of my friends. I think that's how I sprouted a lot of my really good friendships. A true friend is someone who like cares about what you're going through in life and doesn't try to make this problem seem bigger. And if anyone diminishes your human experiences, then yeah, I think my best friendships usually sprout from our deepest conversations. I think like church retreats where we share our burdens at like 3 a.m. or when I'm talking about God with people who are atheists or just like when you just share like, about the human experience, I think 
about life itself like life can get really deep and if you talk about that with other people or if you expand more on that then you can talk for like hours and hours and I think that conversation that's truly healthy because honestly in the end we're all just people trying to live life and I think when you talk about those experiences and I think when you just talk about life itself it can just bring really fruitful conversations I think a tip to managing how like your feelings when you get jealous of a friend especially is like think about what makes you jealous about them like what quality do you look up to in these people because maybe it's like they're um maybe it's like how successful they are maybe like what led them to being successful and like what can you do to also like learn from them I think of it as like a learning opportunity not just as like oh I need to be better I need to like work harder or something but just like observing them and just seeing like what can I do that maybe I'm not that they're doing but I'm not and I could implement into my life and I think that's how you can both benefit from each other's like successes and also be proud of each other for um how much like the other party has accomplished Um, I think that, like, when talking about, like, loneliness and jealousy, I think maybe, like, a point where I got, like, a lot of toxic friends was mostly because, like, this loneliness almost kind of turns into, like, desperation. Like, I really just wanted to, I, I saw a lot of people, like, having friends, having, going on, like, hangouts and just posting on Instagram, and that was, like, maybe just, like, the way I I was thinking in, like, middle school, but the, I was just, I was just so obsessed with that idea that, Um, I was just so gullible to those people who could just so easily hurt me and like those people who just don't really care about me and that just kind of left me with like an even emptier feeling than before and also like not just it's not just about like us like about how we're receiving the sense of treatment but also like to be a good friend we can't really just take advantage of someone's presence to accommodate us for like our loneliness because not only will that not be meaningful that is also like what happens is kind of you would be like regurgitating all of your thoughts to them and then without like sparing them any time for them to express themselves and because your intention is merely to come to them to express yourself more than listen to them I think that could also make us the toxic friend so so this is kind of similar topic but a bit different it's about leaving toxic friendships for me the actual confrontation I'm not really scared of that but I think the hardest part for me is getting to that stage because so many times I'll be like, oh, well, they're not that bad of a person. Like, it was only one time or it was only two times. Or this happened, like, a few weeks ago. Maybe I'm the one who's overthinking it. And um, for me, I'm, I've, it's not about forgiveness, but I don't hold grudges and I forget a lot of things very easily. So whenever I think back on it, I just think like, oh, it wasn't that bad, which is why it makes me hard to leave those friendships. Not because I don't think that I can just, get up and leave but because I think that they're not as bad as a person as I think they are or as that or as I make them out to be so I think that's hard for me to differentiate so I have to actually like write down not pros and cons but I guess what's binding us together and what makes me feel this way and why I'm thinking like this I just wanted to touch upon something else that I've kind of lived by in my life um that being the importance of self-love versus making a lot of friends. I think that in order to have meaningful friendships, you need to be able to love yourself first. And I think that everything kind of stems, I think Kara said it, or she said it in the past, where she says that you we accept the love that we think we deserve. 
And I think that the more I think about it, the more it really rings true. I mean, when we see, well, like we might judge like guys or girls who like go back to their ex after a while or who like go back to toxic friend groups. And we kind of like ask ourselves like, why or why can't they see how bad it is? Or why can't they see like why they're constantly just torturing themselves by doing this? And I think it comes down to our sense of worth and our sense of belonging. And I think everyone should kind of learn to love themselves before they try to love others. Because if we love others before loving ourselves, we just end up feeling a lot more empty a lot of the time because people will always be selfish, like Kara said. And you have to have that kind of foundation for yourself, knowing how much you're worth and knowing how much you kind of are valued by before you kind of give that out to others. Because obviously loving others is the most beautiful thing ever, but you got to be able to love yourself and kind of hold yourself to a standard before you can do that to other people. Yeah, and when talking about jealousy, I kind of get reminded of schadenfreude, and that's like the pleasure and amusement and like other people's misfortunes and pains. And I think that that simply can be an emotional reaction, even if like you don't feel happy for a friend and their accomplishment. That doesn't mean you necessarily don't love them or don't care about them. It's like, I feel like it's an emotional reaction because our brains are kind of programmed into this pattern of comparing ourselves to others. And it's a really hard cycle to break. And I think by breaking that like gs you kind of have to also love yourself and just like accept yourself for who you are and not really just like try to change yourself to be better but really just like accept you for who you are and kind of be okay with that and just like exactly like we have to work on ourselves before we can give out the love to others and i feel like a specific group of people i have in my mind who whatever they accomplish or whatever they go through i feel like i'll always be so happy for them if they like even those tiniest things, they just, like, if they accomplish something, then that makes me feel good about myself because I, like, I really love them and genuinely care for them a lot. And I think other people who I don't feel the same about that, I feel like it's not a matter of, like, if they're toxic or if I'm toxic or if, like, I don't think it's a matter of that. I just honestly think it's sometimes people just, like, almost wave their accomplishments in front of you. And I feel like sometimes you get more of an emotional reaction than others. I think it's more a process about how you control those emotions and don't bring it into something that is toxic. Yeah, that's very true. We've obviously all come a long way from like growing and learning from our previous experiences and possibly mistakes. So thank you all for your honesty. Thank you everyone for listening and we hope you tune into our next episode. Thank you for listening to our second episode of Growing Up with Gen Z. Please follow our Instagram, GUGZ Podcast, to stay updated, and we hope you have a nice day. Bye.